Ethical disclaimer. While Diana and I are psychologists, we aren't your psychologists. Also, Diana and I are both deeply passionate about psychology. We may get frustrated, but at the end of the day, we hold sincere respect for psychology. Now, on with the show. Okay, ready? Okay. Yep. Um, let me just check okay. uh, one thing. Are you ready? Am I ready? I'm ready. Okay. Um, what is up with you? <laughs> oh, good. Off to a good start. <laughs> What's a dick for? Oh, uh, it's for fucking stupid. What, uh, it, what does smell like up dog? Wait, <laughs> what does smell like an up dog? What is in smelling up dog? <laughs> Welcome to feeling What's like you dog? have a stroke. What's an up dog? Wait, how does that What's one an up go? Dog? It's for fucking stupid. No, no, no. How does that one go? How's that one? What smells like up dog in here? You don't say what smells like up dog. Do you say that? Yeah. Then the person goes, oh, what? what is up dog? And I go, I don't know. What is up with you, dog? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That makes sense. What when is- you really think about it. It makes a lot of sense. It does. Like this is going to be a mouth noise heavy episode. Am I making some? No, I think we were both making some. I feel like I'm not. Because we're plain dry. How'd I do on the plane yesterday? You were anti-fussy. You were stoic. Yeah, I know. I tried really hard. You did a good job. Thank you. Um, This is Reverse Psychology, the podcast. Yeah, welcome back to Reverse Psychology. And if this is your first time, welcome. Hey, what's up? What up? I'm Dr. Diana. I'm a psychologist, licensed comma Good. psychologist comma licensed you're a psychologist comma licensed comma psychologist board comma certified. comma 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 psychologist oh i was in a class one time observing a student and the teacher this was a third grade class the teacher was reading were the, you also in third grade no no no. i was an adult as a school psychologist and the teacher was reading a story to the kids about a chameleon but she kept saying chameleon like the rapper chameleonaire what's his name chameleonaire so yeah she kept saying chameleon and i was like oh, that hurts me yeah i was really did you raise your hand but put your other hand on your elbow to <laughs> yeah. keep holding it up and i held it up for a real long time yeah and then i waved my hand around like in case she didn't You're see like, it ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh. yeah 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 i'm also a board certified behavior analyst good who are you dr mike i'm also i'm a clinical psychologist comma licensed comma psychologist and um that's about it I probably I'm I'm more than that, but I want to be braggish. Okay. I want people to find out organically who I am. Yeah, just through listening and through, through listening, getting to know you through tones. So we just we got back from California. What was the best thing that happened over our trip to California? Family, seeing family. Oh, good. That's a funny story. <laughs> well, you didn't ask me what's the funniest thing yeah, that but happened. This is trying to stir up something to start this podcast with a joke. Okay, what's the what's the funniest slash best thing that happened to you in California? I got to hang out with your parents while they explained to me what the Alexa can do, <laughs> which is nice. That's like I want to I want new technology explained to me by a bunch of eighty year olds. So your dad started this off by saying, "Did you know you can look up most things on your phone now?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. I read about that." And then. He was like, well, the Alexa, Alexa must have a phone she can access. And then your, <laughs> your mom goes, Alexa, what are you a, what, are you a phone? And the Alexa goes, it's like, Burr. I have information about over 300 phones. And then she just started listing phones. And your dad was just like so impatient. He's like, okay, Alexa, we get it. We get it, Alexa. Okay. And then your mom goes, usually I just listen, I just listen to music on it. I'm like, oh, what kind of music do you listen to? And she goes, you know new stuff 
the hits. And then she goes, Alexa, put my music on. And Alexa goes, now playing your music. And to a deafening degree, it goes, Baba Black Sheep, have you any wool? And she just locked eyes with me. And I, I, I feel like in her head, she was like, this isn't my music. But she was too proud to be like, oh, whoops. And then your dad also was like, okay, 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 we get it. We get it, Alexa. But he, it was too loud to, to register for him. And so it just kept playing. Yeah, I wasn't even in the room then. And yeah, you, you were came elsewhere. in and were laughing so hard. And, and then yeah, there was time. another thing. We I think we were in my old bedroom mm-hmm. just doing it no we were in my old bedroom yeah. and we heard from the other room alexa What's are your... you the who is the male voice Wait, i wrote it down <laughs> who is the gentleman <laughs> who is your voice yeah i wrote it down alexa who is the gentleman who does the same <laughs> as you and then she's like i don't understand and I think your dad was like, oh, she doesn't understand what word is the important one. And so he said it multiple <laughs> times, emphasizing different words. Who is the gentleman who is you? And then your mom could be like, oh, it's Robert. And he's like, Alexa, is it Robert? And she's no, like... No, you know how we solved that mystery later? When we were driving somewhere and my mom was adamant about putting on the Apple Maps voice. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got it, mom. I, yeah. I, I'm you pretty had, sure I can follow it. You had GPS active. Yeah. And then she wanted a backup GPS. Yeah. That was very audible. Yeah. It was a male British voice. And yeah. she's like, oh, this is the voice I was talking Oh, here's about. Robert. Robert, where have you been? <laughs> not related to Alexa at all. No, it's Apple Maps. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, we have it. You can turn it off. She goes, okay, just did. And then. The moment you pass the place book for parking, it's like, take a U-turn. You're like, yeah, mom, just turn it off. She goes, no, it's off. And she was so confident. And then you turned. Turn left. And you're like, oh, is this still on? Turn left. I don't think so. No, I don't turn think so. Turn left. It's more like, turn left. Oi! Turn left, will ya? Sorry again to our, Sorry to our small UK contingent of listeners in the UK. Yeah. Um, if you can do better, give us a little sound clip and then we'll play it. Well, when we were in California, podcasts came up, which, you know, yeah. is part of our life now. So. <laughs> well, we brought it up. Yeah, we brought it up continuously. Yeah. In front of my dad, you know, maybe in retrospect was a bad idea because he's like, well, you put that on my phone so I can listen to it. Yeah. He's not like the best audience. But it's sweet. He's not our target audience. Yeah, he's not. Especially because he did say in our... We had a little wedding celebration and he said in his toast that one of the reasons he knew we were right for each other is because we both laugh at things that he has no idea what we're laughing about. So I, in that sense... It was very sweet. He was like... It was sweet. They're always laughing. I don't know about what. (laughs) Or he said something like, if if they're both laughing at something, I know it's not going to be funny to me. It's... This podcast also seems like a bad thing for him to listen to because of that. But now we're back. Now we're here to talk about psychology. Yep. Sure are. What? We got we got some people to commit to coming on the show. Yeah, we've got Flying guys. out from California. This oh, might wait. be the last time you hear just two of us. Well, also some, some friends from California might fly out to visit. Yeah. To be guests. I mean, we didn't tell them that we could probably do like a Skype. Nope. Can't. Like whatever. We don't know that technology. Yeah. But I just kind of want them to come visit. So... Who's that? Come visit. Who? Um, Who's coming to visit? Maybe Dr. Tammy. <gasps> D-Tan? Yeah. Oh, D-Tan is coming. Tammy, Don't... not Tanny. Oh, that's her nickname. 
Don't don't tell her she's coming though. <laughs> Tanny. Tammy's I nickname her, is I call Tanny. Her Tanny for short. Okay. Because it's one less hump. Tanny. Okay. Instead of Tammy with the the double bump. Uh, the arches. The arches on the M. Okay. You each cut one off. Okay. If you're in a What's rush, up, Tammy, and with any name, you drop from an M to an N. You've saved so much space. Okay. Cool. So I have some interesting things to share i news would you say yeah uh, our last podcast we talked about autism well two episodes ago was it two? last fully two episodes ago was about autism treatments <laughs> question mark so i had a former coworker reach out to me uh he's a psychologist i used to work with and he's wonderful was big influence in my life and was like i listened to <laughs> I listened to the episode. I really liked the information. You could probably cut out cut out that banter in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I think Is you that- accidentally <laughs> left in ten minutes of you guys talking about yeah. other stuff. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Then, he didn't understand that this is purely for us. Yeah. And also, yeah, we're very self-indulgent. He doesn't understand that there's an eight-year-old summer in New York City that <laughs> loves the banter. Yeah. So good feedback. Yeah. Um, we hear you. Yeah. We hear you. And... We're not going to listen to you. Thanks for reaching out. We appreciate it. And then he also mentioned like some other things to think about. So I just want to mention those. He said, I'm surprised you didn't address vitamins and diets, which tend to have big followings. That's true. We did not talk about like the gluten-free, casein-free diet, mm-hmm. which also is, has no evidence of working. We just did that. Now, also, interestingly, CBD oil. I, yeah. In California, you know, it's real big. So I was walking by a storefront and they were like, CBD oil. And then it like lists all what the things. What can it do? Yeah. It was like cancer. Skin tags. Dry pits. Bradley pits. Cataracts. Wonky knee. Dirt belly. If you haven't. Hammer toe. Wait, we should do a call out though. Because if you haven't That's listened Bob to. Duca. Thanks, Bob Duca. Oh, another website that he mentioned was. Now, so it was information in Spanish. In case you are a person who works with Spanish speakers. It is www.elcabesa.mx. <laughs> El Cabeza. La, by the way. El Cabeza. La Cabeza. La Cabeza.mx backslash loco. HTTP colon www.captain.ca.gov. Learning modules has links to learning modules. Oh, that's good. Check it out. Do you want to do a kitten update? I don't see them. We don't have any kittens. Update. We need to put some tuna out. I know. Before we, need we to get put them. tuna in a, like, a giant basket over the tuna hanging from a thread so we can capture them. Aww. And make them we just need to get them spayed and neutered. We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been YouTubing it. <laughs> I think I got it down. I think the neuter is a lot easier than the spay. Yeah, because it's on the outside. Yeah, you just chop those things off. Yeah, I get them close to a microwave or into a hot tub, and they'll just plummet their, their, Aww, their sperm kitten. count. You know how cute would be a little kitten just like soaking in a hot tub? A tiny little hot tub? With his sunglasses so on. Really listen to cat power. Guys, I'm so relaxed. Smoking some catnip. Oh, that's a cute And here comes little a little cat, Jason Voorhees. Oh, you have been watching way too much Friday oh, the 13th. Love it. What, what number are you on? Um, I am on Jason Dakes Manhattan. That is not. Number eight. That is not the name of it. It's fantastic. Is that really Friday the name the of it? Friday the 13th part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. Or the Muppets make a feature. Yeah, it is the day after the Muppets take wreak Manhattan. havoc. And Jason tries <laughs> to take it back. It's actually the first time he speaks. He goes, I'm taking it back. Cool. This movie's fantastic. Great. You watched a lot of it on the plane. I watched one of them on the plane. I watched the one where Jason fights 
Carrie or the girl with telekinesis? I watched Fleabag. I, I binged it. Fleabag? Fleabag. Oh. On the plane. It was so good. I've been hearing a lot about it. Yeah. Story checks out. Which Friday the 13th is that? How many Friday the 13th are there? There is 10 and then a reboot. Reboot? Do you know what, what 10 is about? No. What do you think is the most logical way to end that franchise? Jason dies. Where? What's, what's, I mean... At camp. Yeah, because the perfect story is a circle. Right, he dies at camp. He gets murdered by Jason too. He does, but in 10... Spoiler alert. What you don't realize is when you see a story circle, it's from the top, Mm -hmm. from the side, it's a spiral upward. (laughs) And Jason 10 is Jason in space. (laughs) Yeah, back from once he came. (laughs) All right, what do we got for reviews? We have one okay but one good one all right it's kind of like two it's hey like, if you like us review us yeah. we are doing great with our reviews and we and, love and just personally we're doing great yeah we love you guys so oh, much yeah. we love our listeners yeah, we have so much fun every time we get a review i like aggressively wake up diana and i go can i read you this review why is it always at night i get it in the daytime but i want to wait <laughs> until you're free and i know you're free at night sweet okay this one is from Capital J, capital T, S G R. Okay, Jerky. Jister. Is it Jonathan Taylor Thomas? <laughs> a great listen. I recently came across this podcast and immediately subscribed. Doctors Diana and Mike, my alphabetical order, will keep you informed and laughing out loud. If you're not listening every week, joke's on ya. Mm, our favorite Italian joke. It's layered. With a little bit of meat. <laughs> Whole lot of filler. Okay. All right, cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, JTT. We love you. Come on back. We love reviews. Randy Taylor. We love reviews. Reviews. Our banter is just getting worse now. It is. For those of you who hate banter. This is like you've tapped into the Alexa at a psych hospital. <laughs> okay. Bank of America. Bank, Bank Corporation. Don't trust the Don't devil. Trust that. Okay. Call back. To that lady. Okay. Do you want to ask what or you weren't even wondering about what the topic what's, is? What, what did you just say? What's the topic? <laughs> did you just ask me what's the topic? Well, tune in because the topic is... <laughs> It is the blue eye, blown eye, blue eye, blown eye, clown girls. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that teacher. Yep. Who said blue eyed kids are the better kids? Yeah, you're talking about Jane Elliott. Oh, I never knew her last name. Elliot. That's my ET impression. That is. That was good. This is my impression of ET if he was played by James Earl Jones. Elliot. What do you know about Ouch. what do you know about her or the experiment? I know she was a school teacher mm-hmm. and she said, you know what? We can fix racism today. Mm-hmm. And she was finally someone because I, I, she was tired of the politicians saying in 10 years, racism can't be fixed. She goes, I'm going to do it right now. Watch this. Mm-hmm. She got a bunch of collars. She put a dog collar on a kid. Did she? No. Oh. She, it was like a, what does Ruth Bader Tinsburg wear? <laughs> What's this thing? What am RBT? I po- What am I pointing to? Um, you're pointing that, to your it's not a cowl. clavicle. Yeah, well she wears that like white and frilly thing. A doily. Is it a doily? Collar. Yeah. It's a collar. Anyways, how about you tell me um, and I'll tell you if you're right or not. Okay. Sounds good. Good. I'm glad you agree to that. So sh- this is a very famous 
experiment? Question mark. It's a happening. It's an it's event. The flirt, it's the first flash mob. <laughs> it's an event. Jane Elliott. She is a third grade school teacher. Okay. Born in 1933. Third grade, first rate. So she is an anti-racism activist. I have like a lot of questions about her, but... Anyone could be an activist. She got... She was teaching on... No shame, but... No shade. No shame. No Some shade. Some shame. No shade. She was teaching on an emergency credential. What does that mean? It means that you don't get a full credential. You just take like one class and you're on an emergency credential. Like- you may not have to take a class. Actually, you can probably in some states just take a test. You have a bachelor's degree and you just like, like maybe take a the test. area had a state of emergency and they're like, we need a teacher. No, 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 no. Are you serious? I don't know. Okay. It's just like when you're, especially when there's a shortage of teachers. Oh, they're just like anyone. Yeah. You can get credentialed like immediately. And then there's usually a provision of like how many classes you have to take over how many years. You have to get fully credentialed at some point. So she came in. Hey, like this is pretty temporary. And she's like, you know what I'm going to do? Change the world. Yeah. I don't, I'm not entirely sure like how she became an anti It was like just her. She had a bachelor's degree. No, no, no. She, she went to college. Iowa State you Teachers get, you, College. You get a bachelor's degree from college, though. Yeah, that's right. I thought she had just done high school, but she did. Yeah, no, she did. She went to college. But she had a lot of street smarts. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really go into... Like, I, I've been looking for a while to see what her background is, but... Yeah, uh, like, well, she's right here. Should we just ask her? I don't know how she became an anti-racism activist, but she decided... So this is weird. It's like also kind of a there's not good information on this. There is actually a documentary called, uh, oh, A Class Divided. It's on Frontline. One Stinky Brown Eye. PBS. You. <laughs> <laughs> the Jane Elliott story. Um, no, you should watch it. It's really good. It was from. How like, long is it? 1985. An hour. Okay. It's like two thirds of a Friday the 13th movie. So she came to, I don't know how pre-planned this was because basically everything presents it as this. So Martin Luther King was, assa- Jr. was assassinated. Where was she when that happened? She was in the small town she lived and taught him. Okay. What, what, April 4th. Where's the town? Um, I, I'm not try, trying no, to, to derail because I'm trying to place it in where... Riceville. Where movements are happening. Cause I don't, like, is, it'd be different if it was like the deep south versus... I think it was in the Midwest somewhere, Riceville. Okay. It was a small town. There were like 800 something people in it. So it was small, 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 small. Smally, small, small. Mm-hmm. You get it small. Okay, so... So um, 800 kids in this classroom. April 4th, 1968, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Then, next day, shows up at school. He does? No. <laughs> she goes to her classroom the next day and is like, okay, I'm going to talk about this. Like, how do I talk about this with the kids? Mm. One kid in her class, Stephen Armstrong, mentioned by name. Just going to yeah. say it. He just got doxxed. <laughs> you hear that, Stephen? Said first child to arrive in the classroom that day, Ugh. and he asked, "Why'd they shoot that king?" <sighs> and it says after the rest of the class arrived, Elliot asked them how they think it feels to be a black boy or girl. I'm, I'm guessing they're this all is white, all white school. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she talked about how it'd be hard for them to understand discrimination without experiencing it, and then asked the children if they want to find out what. <laughs> Racism and segregation feels like. Oh, is this the time where they all put on blackface? No. And none of them can be mayor now? No. Okay. It's a different time. She's a third grade teacher. She said, do you want to know what racism and segregation feels like? The children agreed with a chorus of, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) As if she was offering them a treat. 
Well, what's interesting is she, so she based this exercise on eye color rather than skin color, mm-hmm. but it's blue eyes versus brown eyes. And I just think it's interesting that there were enough blue eyes. And then like, what happened to their green eyes? They are probably lumped into the brown eyes. But they were asked it, to it's, just the other weird thing wait. is like, are there that many blue eyed kids? Like maybe there were more back then. Probably. Or maybe that was like apartheid where there is like a smaller minority maybe, that were maybe. in. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe that's that's it. She didn't even realize the Martin Luther King thing happened. She was like, we got to fix apartheid. No, she sig- specifically referenced it in talking to other teachers. Like, so in the break teacher break room at lunch in that the teacher's day, lounge? she asked the other teachers if anyone else was doing anything to cover Martin Luther King. How are you guys curing racism in your classes yeah and so none of the other teachers are like, doing anything aren't you completely uncredentialed yeah S- well she's emergent she got stick talking. to the plan yeah. lady yeah i know what's the curriculum here yeah i don't in the 60s they didn't have common core and like yeah. state curriculum they didn't have stuff. this common core math am i right mm-hmm. oh wait it's not collars it's construction ban construction paper paper armbands she pulled out green construction paper armbands and asked each of the blue-eyed kids to wear one the brown-eyed people are the better people in this room they're cleaner and smarter so says she yeah that's true i mean i'm a brown-eyed are you a a blue eye i'm a blue eye did you just now (laughs) realize my eye color after like years of a relationship how are you feeling about this as a blue-eyed right now i mean we've had a lot of struggle in our lives so i'm aware of it Okay. And you clearly haven't heard my poetry if you don't know how I feel about this. All right, cool. So she says... Blue-eyed made me cried. She part of it. She says, eye color, hair color, and skin color are caused by a chemical. And she wrote melanin in big caps on the blackboard. Melanin is what causes intelligence. The more melanin, the darker the person's eyes, and the smarter the person. Holy shit, is that true? Look at me. I'm a brown-eyed, smarter, oozing melanin, more more intelligent, jump higher, better looking. Blue-eyed people, she said, sit around and do nothing. You give them something nice and they just wreck it. All right, so she sets the stage. The blue-eyeds have. Is it anything that's okay to say? Blue-eyeds, people with people with blue eyes, eyes that are blue. Okay, blue eyes. Blue eyes are kind of our word. I mean, if it's in a song and you don't really emphasize that part of the song, it's I we're okay, we're okay with it. But what about blue-eyed American? Slash? No, that's no because we're not all American. Oh yeah, okay. But in in the U.S., you're yeah, not. no. But you're 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 assuming that all blue-eyed people come from the same place. But some people come from Jamaica, <laughs> and so you can't say blue-eyed American. Then she asks a series of questions. She says, do blue-eyed people remember what they've been taught? No! The brown-eyed kids say. She rattled off the rules then, saying blue-eyed kids had to use paper cups if they drank from the water fountain. Because their mouths are dirty. And the brown-eyed boy said, because we might catch something. Yeah! Man, I'm heated up. Yeah. When, oh. when did she pass out the when a kid, white polos and the tiki torches? When a kid got a, a when a blue eyed student got a, a math problem wrong, a kid said, "What do you expect from him, Miss Elliot? He's a bluey." Oh my god. Yeah, I know. Wow. To think how far we've come as a country. Oh, Is then that kid someone asked the president? her, "How come you you're the teacher if you've got blue eyes?" Holy shit. A brown eyed boy asked. 
Before she could answer, another boy said, if she didn't have blue eyes, she'd be the principal or the superintendent. Mm. Mm. So she created... She just has an emergency credential. <laughs> she created um, a, real, a real segregated classroom, essentially. Yeah. In her, yeah. So that's what she reports. What if the next day she got fired and just things never changed back? Well, so she says that after lunch, a smart blue-eyed girl who had never had problems with multiplication started making mistakes. Mm. She seemed more withdrawn. At recess, three brown-eyed girls ganged up on this girl. You better apologize to us for getting in our way because we're better than you are. The blue-eyed girl apologized. Then, okay, are you ready for this? Wait. Yes. Okay. On Monday, Miss Elliot okay. reversed Classic Bluey. the exercise. Mm. And now, the brown-eyed kids were told how shifty, dumb, and lazy they were. I should say I got a lot of this information from Smithsonian Mag. In case you want to check. Thanks for that referencing out. it. Going back to the question of the green-eyed people, mm-hmm. it'd be so sad if on the first version she's like, brown-eyed are good, blue and green are bad, and then on Monday she's like, all right, blue are good, brown and green are bad, and just like the the green-eyed kids constantly had to be in the bad group. <laughs> like, ah, shit. Oh, this is bull. My mom has green eyes. She does. <laughs> Oh, have you stared into her yeah, eyes? I look at her eyes. All right. What, what do you think I look when I'm talking to her? Well, I, do, I just realized you are blue Yeah, because you're always staring at my tits. <laughs> this is why I don't want my dad listening. He doesn't know what those are. Okay. Yeah, he do. He does. Okay. So. Oh, he knows what they are. Stop. Okay, just stop. Here's the what she said. She being the teacher. Teacher. The teacher was a woman. Teacher was a woman. I think in the 60s, probably. I can't teach this boy. He's my son. Okay. We should probably talk about where that reference comes from at some point. Do you want me to do it right now? No, okay. no, no. Because we're on a... We're, we're, on, a we're tight, on a tight sketch. We're on a tidy. We have, yeah. We're on a tidy whitey today. Yeah. You know, I used to call those whitey tidies for a really long time. And then, and then you flipped it? But it is tidy whitey. Well, I mean, both are right. I don't wear them either way. Well, in case I think... people are wondering. I think people typically go by tidy whitey all right so she flipped the exercise brown-eyed kids were told how dumb and lazy they were so blue-eyed blueies were now on top yeah then and then on tuesday the genocide started (laughs) what she witnessed was that and she ascribed something to it but she witnessed that the blue-eyed kids were much less nasty to the brown-eyed kids yeah because they know what it feels like well, that's what she said. Or blue-eyed people are more naturally kind and generous people. And that's why they should be in charge. Oh, I get it. Because you're blue-eyed. Nope. You would say that as a brown eye. Because <laughs> they're spiteful. So that that was what she ascribed to the change. So it was a two-day experiment. Okay. Experiment? What's happening? A classroom lesson, if you will. Yeah. Okay. I will. All right, cool. I just did. When the exercise ended, she said some of the kids hugged, some cried. She reminded them that the reason for the lesson was a king assassination. She asked them to write down what they had learned. Okay, so then some of the kids said, I feel like hitting them if I wanted to. I got to have five extra minutes of recess. The next day when the tables returned, the kids said, I felt like quitting school. I felt mad. That's what it feels like when you're discriminated against. Mm. So in two days, she cured racism. She replicated exactly what the what the marginatized experience is in this yeah. nation. Why isn't that not part of the Common Core? Right, because it's totally ethical, and I'll talk about that a little bit. Okay. So she shared her essays. El, the teacher, 
She um, went, next thing she went to Congress. Her essays with the mother, who showed them to the editor of the Riceville Recorder, which is the newspaper. Which is actually now it's been rebranded. It is now the New York Times. <laughs> rebranded. Yeah. He printed them under the headline "How Discrimination Feels." From the mouth of babes, kids say the racist things. Then she was invited to be on Johnny Carson to talk about oh. it. Oh. Then the hate mail ensued. By whom? So many people. A bunch of blueies? Oh, one person said, how dare you try this cruel experiment out on white children? Black children grow up accustomed to such behavior, but white children, there's no way they could possibly understand it. It's cruel to white children and will cause them great psychological damage. Yeah. How dare you damage our white kids with racism? Yeah. <laughs> try it on a brown kid first. <laughs> uh, fucking monster. I know. It's, it's really awful, actually, to read the reactions to this. I yeah. mean, we could debate whether or not this is ethical or should happen in classrooms but the reactions were the really atrocious part she had a good reply saying that she just said fuck you <laughs> she said why are we so worried about the fragile egos of white children who experience a couple hours of made-up racism one day when blacks experience real racism every day of their lives well exactly it's like how dare you have one day where my child feels a little uncomfortable it's like completely missing the point of the whole thing yeah. So like she also, so people in the town where she was, Riceville, they felt like she painted them in particular as racists. Like, like it was a bad, there was a bad light shown on the actual town mm. as opposed to like, this was like a, this oh. was rather than being a microcosm of society. This was like, they took it as like, Oh, you're just exposing how bad we are. Yeah. Probably unique to Riceville. Got a lot of backlash. Her kids, Jane Elliott, like her kids, children, her children. Yeah. Her actual children it got bullied at school. There were lots of repercussions for them. Her 12 year old daughter one day, she came home in tears saying that kids started telling her that her mom was sleeping with black men. Well, uh, that is a leap. Yeah, it's a leap. And then um, the eldest son got beat up at school. The things that kids come up with. The things that, the darned things that yeah. kids say. That'd be a really dark new take on that show <laughs> where it's just like kids just saying real cruel stuff about kids so she um she 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 was ostracized by her fellow teachers and like adults in the town people didn't talk to her other teachers stood up and walked out when she went to the lunchroom blah 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 blah. she was very unpopular in that town but then she repeated this quote-unquote experiment for the next nine years with same with her students hmm. so I, I can't i mean if parents were that upset about it it seems weird that they didn't like do more because no i don't know maybe the 60s were different but nowadays if a teacher is doing something and parents don't yeah. like it it's it's a no-go i'm also wondering if in ensuing years if parents who are really against it were pulling their kids out of her classroom and mm. so like the classroom was artificially oh maybe that's interesting of, of kids of parents who are more uh, dare i say woke <laughs> Uh, dare you i just dared dared you Uh, but yeah okay so she rose to fame though in different circles so she went to a white house conference and children who was who was the president at the time in this was in 80 1970 carter no carter was way up no carter was when i was born jim mccarter it was jfk and then 
shot. Nixon, 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 Nixon. So it was JFK in the 60s, late yeah, 60s. And then Nixon. And then who was there someone between Nixon and Carter? Oh, his vice president. Mm-hmm. So he resigned. Whoops. This is This is us trying to, to figure out American history. Who was after Nixon between Nixon and Carter? Ford. So it went Nixon, Ford, Carter, mm-hmm. Reagan. We should write a song about it. Reagan. Bush. I'm just going to Google American presidents. Uh, cut all this out so we seem really smart. Yeah. From memory. <laughs> Washington, Adams, Jefferson. <laughs> no, Jefferson. no, 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 no. <laughs> Just go from Nixon. Okay. I'm going to go from JFK. Okay. <sighs> from memory. Okay. Well, I'm, I'll observe this and tell you if it's really from memory. JFK, LBJ, RNGF. Can you just say their names? John Fitzgerald Kennedy, Lyndon B. Johnson, Richard Nixon, Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter, Reagan, George, Herbert Walker oh, Bush. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. We for, well, How could we forget him? I said Bush. You did. I thought you were talking about W. No, Slick Dude, Willie. Dude, the 80s into the 90s were a bad time for Democrats. Yeah. All right, sweet. Okay, keep going. Yeah, that's why by the time Bill Clinton came in, it was... Bush Sr. Bush Sr. Clinton. Clinton, Bush Jr. Bush Jr. Barry O. And then we haven't had one since 2017. <laughs> Cool. Well, who are you going to call for the next Elizabeth Warren? I, I like I like Warren. It's also hard to tell because of how and this isn't like a conspiracy. Thing. It's hard to tell how the media is portraying because I like looking at numbers. Bernie Sanders is doing really well, mm-hmm. but the media is like really trying to not make it look like he's doing as well as he is. I, I, I have to say, to I love. That's what I was going to say. I love Bernie Sanders. I am worried about his age. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just the reality of it. Yeah, I like Warren, little firecracker. Yeah. It's been politics to talk. Yeah, PT. Where we have the hard, hard-hitting hard opinions on <laughs> the order of presidents. <laughs> okay, so, so I want to talk about the attempted replications of this study. Okay. When did they try to replicate it? They tried, There's been lots of attempts at replication of this study that are actual replications. And so. yet we still have raised them. I know. Can you believe it? So she tried to replicate it with adults um, for a TV show. I think that's going to work way worse. Yeah, totally. Long learning history there. Yeah. she. This was like also a mixed race group of people. And she said one of the reasons it didn't work as well is because it's really difficult to get people of color to play the role of the oppressor during the exercise. It takes a long time and a lot of work to get them to, quote, act white. Mm. Um. She also said that some of the adults were like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. Or imagine if you have agency, like being able to like opt out. (laughs) If you're not a third grade student who doesn't really have any power in this world. I'm going to talk about the experiments that they tried to replicate this, but she's enjoyed a long career as a diversity trainer and has done work with like GE, Exxon, AT&T and IBM, as well as the FBI, IRS, U.S. Navy, U.S. Postal Service. So, so she, she made rose a nice to little fame. Clear about this. But like, the interesting thing is like, and again, not that you need this to be an expert, but like, she just doesn't have like formal, as far as I can tell, like formal training or expertise yeah, in this she, area. So she's. I feel like that happens a lot, though. Yeah, that's true. Where like you'll that's true. S- a person gets lost in the woods and has to cut a body part off, and now they're a speaker about safety in the woods. Mm-hmm. It's like don't don't do what I did. Right. So many researchers went on to uh, try to replicate it. Try to replicate it, and they found that they found that it was hard to replicate with adults. Oh, of course it is. So, you know, if you do like a 
more rigorous experimental method with random sampling and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Random selection and random sampling, two different things. It's, yeah, it's, it's, um, negligible to moderate results depending on which research team is looking at it okay and that's the outcome of reducing long-term prejudice but it it is inconclusive on the question of whether the possible psychological harm outweighs the potential benefits so that was like the big criticism really of is like is it worth it to put these kids through this and especially kids what do you think no it's not worth it i don't think it's worth it what else well, I, well, I guess the question too is that is there any long term impact of it? Like, well, right. And if we, we found these kids yeah, ten now. years later, yeah. were they like crusaders against racism in the playground, or were they like just being awful? Yeah, yeah, right. And yeah, how would how might they have internalized it? And like, I mean, I think that's kind of a shitty thing to say on the same hand because it's like if this is your experience, like if if just by the color of your skin or you know other features that you have you're experiencing racism and prejudice on a daily basis like that also seems like it's Mm -hmm. a has long-term psychological benefits um long-term psychological harm yeah although right so is it like i guess it's about what's the intention of the experience is it to gain empathy is it to reduce problematic behavior well that it's to gain empathy essentially there's a vr thing they're they're piloting mm, now where it's it's essentially it's putting people in the position of being discriminated against mm-hmm. and i mean it's early but i think people are hopeful that it's another way to gain empathy and to be able to like experience what it feels like but at the same time i think like you're saying with adults i feel like at that point you already have all these beliefs in like a worldview built around this so a couple of days is probably not gonna if anything it might like more deeply ingrain your belief yeah and that's the problem i mean there's just there's so many problems and obviously this is you know some of this took place before irb and irb the institutional review board when you do when you propose a study you have to justify how the benefits outweigh outweigh the in reality with this she did not need an irb because she wasn't publishing and there was no well she did publish uh, there's no collection of data well she did publish but not in the not in the sense of like a rigorous peer-reviewed journal. Right. Like I could go get a bunch of kids in a playground and call them a bunch of blueies and publish on it. I don't need an IRB. Yeah. But if I'm, if I'm collecting data on it and doing like a manipulation and things like that. Right. Right. When nowadays, like you wouldn't be able to do this. I don't want to do it. Right. 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 They teach about this now in different ways. Like they don't do the same sort of exposure. Like they don't separate the class and, um, and like make them be mean to each other. Mm-hmm. But they teach about it. Some curricula have information about it. So the, the, the last thing I'll say about it is, okay. One um, more thing. Okay. Um, the, the measures of long-term effects are kind of non-existent. They're not good measures of how the study affects kids or adults long-term and their, their prejudices. So, you know, just kind of an interesting experiment. Yeah. Something you'll learn about, you know, in a basic psych class. And if your eyes are blue, you probably understood it. <laughs> or brown. If your eyes are brown, you probably are chewing on your phone. And <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what did you learn from this? Well, I learned that I already knew this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> when did you first hear about this? I think in undergrad what about you i learned about it first in a sociology class probably me too i learned about me too much later <laughs> speaking of me too 
Oh, I want to plug. I'm listening to the book She Said by the reporters who broke the Weinstein story. Is, is, that's not, is that the one, Ronan Farrow? Is that his book? No, 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 no. It's um the two women. Oh, okay. Because I know he has a book that came out like kind of the same time. No, no, no. It's the two women reporters from the New York Times who broke the Weinstein story. And it is fucking amazing. So get that. Check that Read out. Read it. Do it. It's a good book wreck. What about you? Oh, we have a couple minutes left because I got to go. Got to go. Got to go. Are you asking what I'm plugging? Yeah. What are you up to? Uh, I'm plugging the Friday the 13th franchise. <laughs> okay. Jason takes Manhattan. Okay. Then Jason goes to hell. And okay. then Jason goes to space. Those are the last three. Then I can put this to bed and probably move on to another franchise. Mm-hmm. I am plugging. Will you also watch that to get into kind of how the how did this get made how did this get made as an episode about it. it's really funny there's also a podcast series called in Voorhees we trust where oh, they, really yeah where they go through Holy it shit. paul rust and matt gorley it's really good cool. i'm also plugging i'm reading the lucifer oh, right, effect right, right by um the dude zimbardo by zimbardo it is interesting he is pretty insufferable i might do like a multi-part episode about him him and the stanford prison experiment yeah he's a real narcissist you can imagine that yeah so it's a little bit tough to sort through but i will give my honest opinion Mm -hmm. uh i'm very excited because in the upcoming weeks we have guests coming in Mm -hmm. and we're gonna have more guests more regularly i think we keep saying that but but we really do know we really do we'll get some shirts someday yeah we're going to have people come on and teach us something if they can yeah because contrary to popular opinion yeah. we are not experts on everything in psychology we're gonna have someone come in and teach us and me and diane are gonna sit in the back of the room and make out and sniff <laughs> markers and then we're gonna keep asking is this on the midterm <laughs> we're moving into um dr mike and i might work in the same office soon oh. and um with a with some other practitioners and i asked what the policy was on open mouth kissing in the office that, that goes for anyone yeah i mean it wasn't just for me and him yeah i also asked him which closet's the bang closet time will tell time will tell if i please be a professional at your workplace i'm always professional in my workplace okay cool yeah remember when you got in trouble for the way you dressed when you were at a certain place of work and you responded by dressing he, like a mormon every <laughs> single day no not like a mormon but like a like a very uh un- i got reasonably professional on a friday i wore a pair of sneakers to work and like a month later and then there was like a chain of like a person complained to the director of my program which then complained to his supervisor which complained to my supervisor who then was like this person complained about your shoes and the thing was like everyone in that chain i had interacted with multiple times since that happened no one, no, said, anything. No one said anything they want they kept passing the buck and so then for the next like three months every day i wore black shoes black pants white shirt black tie just the same outfit every single day <laughs> as my small rebellion so i can, we had to talk about like about, about picking my battles yes yeah but i'm good good okay now though in the place you work haven't they instituted red shoe friday yeah because i wear my toms every friday and they're like oh we're all gonna do that cool. I was like, oh, Ma, how the turns have tabled <laughs> all right we gotta get going we gotta go um we love you we love you and i love you, I love you. Bye. bye yeah i also have a mini sode that kind of launches on this okay um oh, there's been i like your enthusiasm <laughs> great Woo! i kind of preferred the first one awesome <laughs>